the length of the floor. Teresa Weatherspoon at the buzzer of three. Oh, she put it in. She put it in and the Liberty win. Remember that guy, the show where we mine our memories for nuggets of nostalgia about peripheral players, past and present. Hey there, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, James, number one, Becky Hammond Booster. And I am joined as always by our very special guest. That's right. It's me, number one, New York Liberty and Becky Hammond when she was on the Liberty fan, the very special guest, Xavier. Are we about to have a Becky Hammond fight, Xavier? It's okay. You know what? At this point, I think you get to claim her for now, uh, but I will always get to enjoy the beginning of her career. That's perfectly fair. I mean, she has that, uh, th- that entire Liberty team has that incredible moment in game two of the 99 finals. But you know what? If we're going to talk about Becky Hammond, sadly, we don't have Diaz, but I think we do have just about the next best person to talk about Becky Hammond. Xavier, as we have mentioned a couple times, you were in a truly phenomenal finals matchup in our Clockwork Orange Hoodie WNBA Fantasy League. We have today an incredibly special guest, significantly more special than Xavier, or if not significantly, at least six points more special, because we have for the first ever time a champion in the Clockwork Orange Hoodie League, and that is Don Javis, who is here with us today. Don, it is amazing to have you. I should mention your mother named you Jonathan Davis, and your mother is a very nice lady, and I don't want to upset her. So I will acknowledge that here Thanks for that intro. That's great. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be a champion. Suck it to all of y'all. Uh, <laughs> and I'm excited to talk about the W. As you alluded to with that, all of y'all, we got some more people on. Our next guest, third place finisher in the Clockwork Orange Hoodie League, and this is a big one, disgraced former NBC Nightly News anchor Brian Williams is with us today. Brian Williams of the Onlyville Hot Dogs has joined us here in the studio. Onlyville Hot Dog Lunch, specifically. Onlyville Hot Dog Lunch, my sincerest apologies. Really inspired by the graphics that are allowed for your avatar without uploading any photos. Hey, it's great to be here. It's great to be 8-1. Lost to the champ, though, so I'm pleased. I do want to point out, it's not even that you can't upload other images to ESPN. I wouldn't mind if you could upload other images to ESPN Fantasy. But ESPN Fantasy still, in the year of our Lord, 2022, requires that you use a URL of an image to upload a different image to your fantasy team. So you have to go on, like, Imgur or something. Mm-mm. However, folks, while we are down Diaz, we don't have the full dirty half dozen. We do have one more person that I want to introduce. The Harlem Globetrotters to my Washington Generals, the Deep Blue to my Gary Kasparov, the Deshaun Watson to my Basic Human Decency, uh, has been beating my ass in fantasy leagues for a number of different sports, a number of different years. It is the one and only Zach. I don't like this. I don't like this (laughs) intro. For one, I came in last in the league, so the tide is changing. Secondly... As a licensed life coach who does nothing but try to push you to achieve your goals and holds you accountable to the high standard that we set for you, I don't appreciate you portraying the work that I do. The very difficult work that I do is, is somehow of a detriment to your mental health when I really am doing nothing but making you better. I don't want you to take it that I'm at all painting you with the same kind of brush that I would paint Deshaun Watson by. The, the illusion is only to say that Deshaun Watson... Then stop bringing so, him up. <laughs> he, he so thoroughly defeats human decency. I'm merely trying to use that 
as an analogy of magnitude to show how good you are at what you do. Because there's nothing that Deshaun Watson is better in the world at doing than offending human decency. What are you, what are you doing? This, this podcast is going some places that it hasn't gone before. And I'm not sure. I wanted to be a direction. good guest and. James brought so much into it right off the top that I just I I wanted to make this a special thing. I worked on fun things for you to make this a fun podcast for everyone, and instead you're like coming at me like I'm some sort of villain. Not true. I also want to make clear I do not consider either the Harlem Globetrotters or the computer Deep Blue villains. Those are both heroes. A computer that can beat people in chess is a good thing. It is, and people showed up for the Globetrotters. No People cares. showed up for the Globetrotters. That's true. All right. So I, I do apologize for Vending because, as you mentioned, you do have a gift for us. Uh, I am not too privy to information about this gift, but I, I guess it's time for us to breach this topic. So, okay. So here's what I brought to do. It's a little icebreaker that we can all participate in. So I heard that you were, I guess you were afraid that I was going to find out about this podcast and cyberbully you. And a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's uncalled for because I listened to it. I thought it was really good. I listened to a bunch of episodes. I thought it's weird that you guys did an episode about how Jackie Robinson's overrated, but all the other <laughs> ones I thought were really good. The one about the like Division Three football coach and stuff like that. It, yeah. It's a fun listen. You took a segment from the Defector podcast and you made it a whole show, and it's still good. So kudos to you however i am your life coach i need to be honest with you the introductory song to this show is dog shit it's not good so and i don't know who's responsible for it so apologies to that nine-year-old child who made it or whoever (laughs) That's because are we going to find out that it was one of you yeah no it's by a recording group matt and kim it's a real song Oh. That makes me feel better because they <laughs> fucking suck. Like I'm fine with that then. Um It's it's from a good. song about baseball written by someone who's never been to a baseball game and I just loved that energy coming in. Matt I, and Kim, if you're I, listening, I love lessons learned. I so. saw Matt and Kim at Meriwether Post Pavilion on accident at a music festival cuz I wanted to get Wait, close. were you at Free V Fest that one year? Yes. Were we at the same and, festival? Let me finish. Like, when your whole thing is you just play, like, music by better artists and dance to it, that sucks. They played, like, so much Bismarcky and Biggie Smalls and stuff like that. And I was just standing there the whole time, like, this is not good. This is, like, you're they're, they're stealing valor, deeply untalented. So we're going to scrub them from this podcast. And what okay. I did, what I did is... I made three alternate introductory songs, yes. and I thought as a group we could listen to all of them and pick which one we like to get this podcast to another level, because it's already most of the way there. It's already great. We just need to get it over the top with a little razzle-dazzle, and I'm a natural showman, so I thought that would be uh, my contribution since I came in last place and don't know dog dick about the WNBA. I'll say you really focus more on memory. I got the previews of these, but but this will give you a chance to expand beyond sports if you need to remember other types of guys. Like, yeah, that's fair. True. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a look, guys. I've got these open now. We'll start with, appropriately enough, number one. 
It is 2030X. All remembering of guys has been outlawed by the Emperor, Joe Brandon, who cannot remember anything himself. It is up to one podcast on the dark web to remember guys for the sake of humanity. This is Remember That Guy! Uh, I'm super excited that there's two more of these. That's the first one. I think that one's kind of got. Oh goodness! I think it's. I don't know. What do we think about that one? It definitely. Uh, I think it's hot. Made me want to. I can take a shot. Yeah, it's it's very like it's high energy. I felt Uh, like I was in outer space there for a minute. Yeah, it's appropriate. That was phenomenal. I'm very excited that there's two more of these. So this next one is like a little jazzier. Okay. Yeah, jazz is what it is. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> I can, I can hear the Miles Davis influence and the yeah. jazziness of it all. When you think about. It. There's a little bit of truly bad. I think it's gonna make most folks feel wealthy and want to keep listening. It's the main. Sorry for talking. Now you got my attention. That's what I'm saying. Now I'm ready to listen to a podcast. (laughs) Whoa! Right? I gotta like. I gotta. I gotta walk around the block a few times. Yeah. I mean, that's good. We want this to. I, I have a, v- a very good image of people being active a lot when they listen to this, you know, thinking right. about these athletic endeavors. So, something to really get the heart rate going early is definitely. Oh I'm, on, oh, I'm on the subway. I'm trying to listen to my favorite podcast. Remember that guy? But I, it's so quiet. I can't even. I can't even hear. Oh, there it is. There we go. <laughs> now I can hear it over the guy pissing in the subway car. <laughs> I'm so tired on my morning commute, uh, and now I want to run through a wall of lawnmowers. Yeah, that's right. All right, well, I mean, here's number three. The heat is 20-30. God Joe Brandon has outlawed remembering guys on the account that he cannot remember a single guy himself. You were, you really enjoyed that joke. It's good. It is good. Despite the efforts. Oh. He wants one to get picked. He wants it to be there. This is Yeah. Question. It's number three. 
say if you're on a meme. If this was played at a Memphis Grizzly game, people would be losing their minds. I it's it's got a it's got it's got that like Memphis whoop that trick sound. That's very much what I'm I'm getting the the channeling of. I th- did did you call in Terrence Howard for any production help on that? Because I hear yeah, he's, he's a super friendly and helpful person that doesn't ever blow up at people. Yeah, he's like the uh, Deshaun Watson of being, <laughs> being exactly. a bad guy. Oh so. Exactly. Now you're on to it. Now you've you've caught up to speed. Uh, I mean, Xavier, what are your thoughts? I have no eardrums left, so I don't know if I can really <laughs> comment on uh, on the quality of these uh, three um, jingles, intros, songs, whatever you want to call them. Pieces. They're pieces. Okay. I'm. I have to admit, I'm definitely a little partial to three. We'll we'll talk it over with Diaz in it, but uh, the gift is well received. Thank I think you should choose now if he's not going to show up on time. John and Brian should get an equal vote too. Oh. You know what? Maybe John. Here's what I'm going to offer you. We'll we'll talk about the other prize that you're getting later on as the champion. But oh. I mean, maybe this is a prize right here. What are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling like you should make your own decisions, and uh, I will support you wholeheartedly in whatever you choose. It's a very diplomatic answer for someone who's worked a lot of customer service jobs. <laughs> I'm going to force people to get decisive by voting for two out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm go- I mean, I'm three. I'm three all the way. Wow. Uh, sounds like John's three. Hey, man, if you like it, I love it. I'll pick three. Let's go. I don't feel like this is over as well as you were hoping it would. I mean, I had a blast. I thought those were absolutely phenomenal. It certainly has left an imprint and has made a memory for me. And speaking of that, why don't we real quick segue right into what else is making memories for us? X, while we let your eardrums to work, let's see if your voice works and you can go ahead and tell me who's making memories for you. Uh, let's just go with the fact that Zach Wilson's leg didn't actually fully explode. As you can attest, my Twitter messages were... A bastion of hopelessness and sadness that usually happens with the Jets by week one. This yeah. is a little earlier with preseason week one. You got but, dark. You, you reminded me of myself a lot. You know, somehow, by the grace of God and the terrible turf that they played on, the sod was so loose that it didn't tear his ACL. It just messed up his meniscus and gave him a bone bruise, which is wild to think of because there was no contact, but in, he still got a bone bruise from it. So he should be back by week two or three. And that gives me a reason to actually watch football this season. Wait, you weren't going to watch the headline marquee game of week one, Joe Flacco taking on the Ravens? I posted in the Dynasty football chat, can I loan my team out for a year because I might not want to watch any football for this season? What I was kind of discussing about with all that was watching like everyone really, really kind of want it to be an ACL just because that's what the first thing reported was, and no one wanted to admit that their initial gut reaction was wrong in any capacity. Really kind of disgusting behavior. <laughs> well, I'm happy. I'm happy. That's the one thing that's given me, given me joy so far, so. Well, I'm glad that it's brought you some joy. I'll go ahead and tell you what's bringing me joy right now. The WNBA has had all of its like end of regular season reports recently talking about how much viewership is up. WNBA is now more viewed than MLS. So if we're going to talk about any major five sports in North America at this point, I think it's it's end of the Pantheon as number five. Gone up in terms of revenue. They saw record attendance at most things. And 
We're also just seeing some general barriers being broken. There's one in particular I want to talk about this week. We have major news in the sponsorship realm. For the first time ever, we have a female athlete receiving a chip deal from Ruffles, the official chip of the WNBA. That's right. Asia Wilson just got a sponsorship. She will be the face of the Ruffles Ridge Twists. It it looks kind of like those Fritos Twists. Do they still make the Fritos Twists? They make them. I get them every week. Well, you won't have to anymore, John, because you're going to be able to get the Ruffles Ridge Twists, which are going to come in two flavors. Cheddar, fine. But the one that Asia Wilson's face is going to be on is the Smoky Barbecue, which, and I quote, taps into her South Carolinian roots. Hell yeah. I love everything about that. Give me all the Ruffles immediately. Where can I buy these? Uh, you should be able to get them in any store that sells Frito-Lay products soon enough. It is going to be launching next to the ones that are like, currently Anthony Davis has a NBA one that's some other kind of barbecue, but Anthony Davis sucks, as does Jason Tatum, who I know has a cheddar and sour cream one, which also sucks because now I can't get the cheddar and sour cream Ruffles in any of the Royal Farms here in Baltimore. Because it's got Jason Tatum's face on it, and I don't want to buy that. (laughs) He didn't create his own thing. He's trying to be tall Kobe. He's trying to be tall chips, too. Cheddar and and cream are the Kobe of chips. Now, I admit, he is only on the ruffled one, so you can still get the normal cheddar and sour cream and be just fine. But But you got Jason Tatum's face on those, and it's... Come on. The other thing is that AD and Tatum both got shoes from this, specifically designed for the Ruffles brand partnership. So we now get to see whether or not Asia Wilson gets shoes for those. But either way, she is continuing to break barriers ahead of maybe a second MVP award. We'll see. We'll see. But Asia Wilson making memories for me right now. John, or Don, however you prefer, uh, we brought you on because there's something that has been making memories for you. I would love to hear you and X. This is the first time you guys have had a chance to kind of air it out since really what was a photo finish that last day. X, you were down by what, like 20? Something like that. Yeah, very, very close. And let me not take any more of the air about this. How are you guys feeling after that matchup? I'll start off. I feel great. I am a champion. Uh, Number one, shout out Asia Wilson. First overall pick. Started off first, ended up first in total points. Great. Great for me. Great for her. Uh, Shout out Gabby Williams, who was my streamer pick through a lot of this year. I picked her up, I think, the Thursday or Friday. And she got me like 50 points in those two days. So she really came through for me. Shout out to her. Yeah, you know, it was a great matchup. As a Liberty fan, the dichotomy of Sabrina Ionescu having her worst game of the season on the last day of the season, but still doing well enough for the Liberty to win a must-win game against the Atlanta Dream to clinch a playoff spot. You know, that, that, that was a tough one where I'm happy, but also you normally get me 50 points and you got me 18 today. So I'm like, that's going to come back to haunt me. And then I still get a chance right at the end with Alicia Gray. The Dallas Wings are too good. They're just too good, up by 30 in the fourth. And so she just sits out the entire fourth quarter when I only needed six points. Fun tidbit about that. I was watching that Dallas game, and I was just shouting at my television, pull the starters, you're up 30. Pull the starters. Yeah, the Sparks did nothing for you. They were fucking garbage. Yeah, they weren't good. Uh, Nekagumake was out, so I had to find a substitution for her as well. But, man, that game came down to the very end. (laughs) If the Liberty want to go on and win the playoffs, though, and win their first ever title... 
I will take this trade off and go to Brooklyn to go enjoy a parade at some point. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I'm glad it was a, a fun season for you guys. I, I will say, as commissioner, it was a real blast putting this together. I was like setting it up when, when you were realizing that they were only going to allow like six or eight person teams. I, I was a little nervous that this might turn out kind of just being a weird thing. And uh, I do have to say, I think six is probably about the perfect level. That talent pool probably would have started to get a little tough with two more full rosters to fill. I would be very interested if all of you guys are interested in coming back to the league, which I promise we'll be running again next year, uh, and maybe starting to set up if we have other interested people, a, a tiered two-league system, do some some promotion and relegation going on with that, I think is is the best way to like have this involve more people well, and I see some some people are nodding right now. Some people are shaking their heads. The people are shaking their heads. I promise you're starting in the Champions League. Like, you're starting up here. I'm not making you earn your stripes to get up here. You got to fight to stay here, but you don't have to, like, work to get here in the first place. Yeah, I agree about the size of the leagues. I was finding good streamers. I was going to say when, when Don was talking about Gabby Williams, it's tough to find your streamers that are reliable. Like, just there's a lot of chaotic energy in the sort of mid-range player zone. It's tough to find your people. My favorite streamer was someone I drafted initially and dropped, Tierra McAllen from Dallas. Just became like the core of everything for them at the end after like nothing for the first three weeks of the season. I had to drop her. But she benefited big from the other Ogunwike going down, which ended up kind of being my downfall uh, when she went down and then Liz Cambage decided to stop playing basketball. That's the stuff that's so wild of just like, well. Just contracts canceled. What they think? Strange contract world out there. Yeah, I think with it being such a short season, uh, I definitely fell victim to sticking with my guys a little bit too much with the thought that, like, yeah, sure, I, I, I bet they'll even it out. And if it was a longer season, maybe they would have. Uh, but I think that was definitely th- that in injuries and Liz Cambage just quitting. Were, were kind of my downfall there in the end. Not recognizing when someone hits a cold streak. This is kind of a sport where you got to cut bait on that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I also want to say, you know, we mentioned Liz Cambage. I came in here thinking that centers were going to be kind of like tight ends in fantasy football. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could justify taking the best one in the first or second round because they're so much better than the others. They're closer to kickers, honestly. Like, you could really have sat on a center forever. You wonder who the highest-ranked center was this year? I did a couple notes real quick on, on who some of the... Okay. Emma <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what the guy in last place did when he fucking drafted his team and thought Tina Charles was going to carry him to the promised land. Well, that's what was so <laughs> shocking to me. Like, legitimately, I, I thought Tina Charles... I was like kicking myself for a while that I picked Brianna Stewart over Tina Charles when I was seeing how low center depth was like, yeah, I probably could have found some other ones, but Tina Charles way down there. Xavier, you're absolutely correct. It was Emma Messiman. The number one ranked center was only ranked 16 overall. And you go into like past 25 before you start finding other Let's ones. Let's go Belgium. I believe she's Belgium. 99% sure. <laughs> Yo, Zach, I would have made maybe your exact same decision if I'd gone back and done that draft. Once John took Asia Wilson it was tough to pick between Stewie and Tina Charles. Like that was not an unreasonable pick in the slightest, except now we know that in execution, we pretty much stayed with the standard ESPN scoring. So yeah. that just kind of is what it is. Yeah. I really fucked myself with that one. 
<laughs> well, that in grad school, as I understand it. Yep. That's yeah. the you gotta go back and bleep out my name. <laughs> this, whole, <laughs> this whole thing. I can ble- I really... I'll bleep out your last name. I got you. Yeah. Okay. It will have been bleeped every single time up to this point if we have said it. Uh wanna take a second while we're looking back on the year. Do we have any other like new favorite players that anyone found that hadn't heard about before? Natasha Cloud. There you yeah. go. I mean, I should have if I had been following the WNBA before this year, she would probably be my favorite already. But Philadelphia's own just insane nuts. <laughs> like <laughs> set the tone for the whole season with that look, I'm a shooter video, <laughs> which was pretty much the highlight of my season and then it the whole rest of the season happened and was dog shit for me but yeah just absolutely in love with her energy and her uh work and everything she uh does for philadelphia i love that i always love a philly person shout out clea copper the person I'd pick probably for this year, though, would be Shakira Austin, another Mystic rookie. Man, she got thrown like into the fire right away. Like she was starting the whole year. She was in crazy defensive matchups, and she held her own. And oh my God, she was so good. I just I can't get enough of her. And her TikTok is also great. You should all check that out. She just posted one where she uh, was talking about the Rookie of the Year discussion, and she said, I don't care about any of that. I'm playing in the playoffs. <laughs> so, <laughs> love that energy. Xavier, how about you? Can I just pick the entire rookie front court for the Indiana Fever? Sure. Because <laughs> uh, Nalisa Smith, absolutely fantastic rookie season. But also... You know, her her partner in crime, Queen Egbo, who was my favorite streaming option of the season, you know, really came on at the end of the year and surprisingly somehow didn't make the all-rookie team despite... Okay, I have I have issues with this. Let's so, bring her up. Bring her up real quick. Let's just go through this real quick if we're talking about the W. Okay, it out. so Sam Thomas may be great one day, and I'm sure she's a fantastic person. She scored 10 points the entire season and averaged 0.4 points per game, 0.2 rebounds, 0.3 assists, and 0.3 steals. She she just didn't she didn't play. She quadrupled decimaled. And somehow she made the all-rookie team where Queen Egbo, 7.6 boards playing uh, off the bench as a rookie is really good in a league like the WNBA where rookies don't play much because you need to expand. There's no roster space for rookies. We could yeah. they could have at least two more teams and the quality of the league wouldn't drop. Give us a team in Philadelphia. Please. But Queen had a fantastic season, somehow did not make the rookie team, and someone averaging quadruple decimals did, which I I just don't understand how that even happens. Like I'm imagining they put Queen Egbo stats and then Sam Thomas's name next to it, and people just click, oh, yeah, that looks good. I can't think of any other reason why it would be 
why it would happen this way, but no, it's yeah. it's absolutely moronic. God, it's frustrating. I don't even have like anything clever to say about it. It was just really frustrating to see that selection. I Queen Eggbo made her way onto Tulsa a couple times. I was a big fan of hers as well. It it sucks seeing her get shut out. Brian, if anyone else that kind of stuck out to you, because I knew you probably came in here. I don't want to say with with the lead. I also don't know between you and Zach who would watch more W, but I know both of you guys like came in zero. treating this as a way I to learn about the W. Zero WNBA until there we go. Uh, this and. Thankfully, I'm now uh, an expert in the WNBA, but I will say, just for the listeners at home, maybe going forward, we should give uh, the listeners some context about some of the things we're talking about, just in case they don't know uh, and didn't learn anymore uh, about the WNBA over the course of the fantasy season, just so sure. they can be uh, better informed. No, um, I appreciate that you're, you're looking out for the little guy there. Um, this yeah. is about an all-rookie selection that was made. There's a player named Sam Thomas who, as we mentioned, quadruple decimaled on her per-game averages for the season. Just several more deserving rookies, including one in particular that Xavier and I are both fond of, the Indiana Fever's Queen Egbo. It's like the green M&M thing. They did that to like see if anybody was paying attention and reading the rider. Honestly, yeah. it works. It's kind of it like it it's kind of like Deshaun Watson only getting a <laughs> game suspension <laughs> when he obviously deserved more cuz he's not a great guy. Some he's... might say he's the uh, Elon Musk of being a good guy. He's not very good at it. So. That's an excellent analogy. In fact, yeah. I wouldn't even call him a guy on this show where we hold that term with a lot of reverence. Just a person. Deshaun Watson is merely a terrible person. He's a thug. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, he's a predator. He's a fucking predator. Yeah, we don't like that one either. Um, we don't a, like that one. But what let's, about we don't like him. Let's move back to players a that we do like. Goon. I want yeah, to hear sorry. more about players that we do like. I like Stephanie Dolson. Stephanie Dolson is great. Let's, Stephanie yeah, Dolson also got split great. between our teams a lot. She fucking rules. And she's from literally five minutes from my hometown. So I got to see oh. her play high school basketball. That's cool. She was our, she was our section like player of the year my sophomore year or freshman year. One of those. Because it was like my, my junior year, one of my good friends was the third best player in our, our like section for women's basketball. It was Rachel Coffey, who went to Syracuse, who was player of the year that year, and Stephanie mm-hmm. Dolson, who went to UConn, who was runner-up. Dolson had won, like, the year before. So I got to see some really, really good women's basketball in high school. Yeah, yeah. Stephanie Dolson, pride of Orange County, New York. Yeah, she did go to UConn. She, um, she had a 144-win to 11-loss record over her four-year career, which included... Uh, four Final Four appearances and back-to-back national championships. Don't know if you guys knew that, but uh, that's a little fun fact. See, this is why you. I'm so glad that we brought you on because I can't bring this kind of expert analysis to the table. I don't know if Xavier could. If Diaz was here, I don't know if he even could. And that's why I'm we just turned. a color guy, and I love Steffi yeah. Dolson. I think she's great. That tattoo she has on the uh, inner bicep on her right um, when she plays for the New York Liberty. <laughs> Looks looks cool, and she's a she's a collegiate legend. Once once again, that I came in first in regular season, and very unfortunately, I didn't get to follow nearly as close as I wanted to stay. But but a math game, I can win a math game. Yeah, you can watch numbers go up. 
My my history with it, I I did start watching the Aces the year before because we have a we have a NBA fantasy uh, league that some of us are also in. Uh, are we allowed to real quick, Zach? Am I allowed to say the name on air because I've never said it before? But it is a very good name. Sure. The Gilbert Arenas Rifle Club. And Zach, great commissioner, Zach had had Gilbert give us a cameo. It really fired us up for the season one year. That was wonderful. I can, I can say forever that uh, Gilbert Arenas told me to go fuck myself. Yeah, and that's something I will hold dear to my heart. Told all of us <laughs> to go fuck ourselves. Yup. <laughs> But in talking in that NBA fantasy, uh, I got jumped into being an Aces fan, and I, I, I still try to catch every Aces game I can. Uh, that's my story with the WNBA. Can I, can I say one genuine thing that I do love that I found out about the WNBA? Absolutely. Uh, best of three in the playoffs is fucking insane. So it's I love only- it, though. It's only first round. Only first yeah. round is best of three. But the next still, two are best of five. Like yeah, that's the that's when that's when the fucking surprise would happen. Like, well, did you know, Zach, that prior to this year there were actually two <laughs> rounds of single elimination playoff games before you even got to the best of three series? Yeah, I knew that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why I brought <laughs> it up. <laughs> my, how could I have forgotten that we're dealing with an expert here? My sincerest apologies again. Yeah. Very cool. It was a cool thing they did. Uh, and yeah. Well, honestly, that's the last thing I kind of like to touch on with you guys, uh, if you don't mind. I would love to just kind of, you know, we got the playoffs going on right now. Every single series is one game in, in the first round. I, I would love to just see where our minds are out for where things are going. I want to start with what I think is probably going to be the most likely series to go all three games, which is also a weird thing to say again about a three-game series, that going the distance is three games. But Seattle and Washington, Storm versus the Mystics, absolutely incredible game last night. 86-83 win for Seattle. If Diaz was here, we would have heard talk about Elena Deladon for, I'm sure, an extended period earlier. So we'll take the moment here to say, like, Elena Deladon averaged 17.2 points this year. 1.8 assists, 1.5 blocks, a very nice 6.9 rebounds per game. And that's like a down year for her. And this is still now only two years removed from taking a multi-year absence due to like COVID concerns with her pre-existing health conditions and injuries. So absolutely insane that she has come back. Of course, she's doing it against, you know, Brianna Stewart, the person who came back from a torn Achilles. So a lot of uh, injuries going on. And really the question there is how long the Sue Bird retirement tour goes on. Seattle leads one nothing now. Does anyone think that Washington wins the next two and pulls off the comeback here? I will say my heart is with the Washington Mystics. I thought Elena Deladon was incredible last night. She played completely lights out. But my head says the Storm are going to win this in three. But I still think this goes three. I wish we had like seven whole games of this series. Yeah. But... I mean, that's that's just how it's going. Like, the Storm looked really good. Gabby Williams was great. Again, Jewel Lloyd, Tina Charles, who <laughs> was also incredible. Who, but despite man. your experience, Zach, can be a part of a, a really significant championship contending team. Well, what my whole thing with this <laughs> series is Shakira Austin can't possibly have as big of a stinker as she did in game one that's the difference right there i uh i don't she really held her own though she i don't held she held her own against uh tina charles but i mean tina was giving her all she could handle 
Yeah, but I think, you know, <laughs> she, and I love Tina, <laughs> drafted her number one overall, but I'm just saying, I think Sha- Shakira Austin will have a better game. I love her hips won't lie. I love Natasha Cloud and Philadelphia, <laughs> and I think Washington's going to win the next game. So they win the next one. We go to three, but it sounds like the consensus is Seattle probably wins. And it's anybody's game once it gets to the (laughs) elimination game. We're we're saying Seattle emerges from that series, despite the Mystics giving them them the business. It'll be Seattle coming out. Turning to what I think is the most likely one for an upset. I'll go ahead and set that up for you, Xavier. Let's talk Sky versus Liberty. Chicago, New York. Liberty did get the upset in game one. They lead 1-0 after the 98-91 win. What I love about this and this group talking about it is at the end of the day, our finals basically came down to Xavier's team, which is primarily composed of the New York Liberty versus John's team, which on the final day was primarily composed of the Chicago Sky. So we get a rematch almost between the two. And if that first game's an indication, I think I, I think the Sky used up all their mojo to get you a championship, John. I don't know if they're going to be able to repeat after that. Yeah, it's not looking like it. I mean, the Liberty had the privilege of getting back Benajah Laney which that really helped them on defense. I thought she was great. And then, of course, you know, Sprinting Unescu was great in that game. And my God, that Marine Johannes pass. Uh, I've been watching it on a loop. It was so good. It was so good. I'm going to put it in the chat for anybody else who hasn't seen it. Our listeners, it was behind the back pass, perfect behind the back pass to Natasha Howard for a easy, easy bucket. It was, it was beautiful. Yes, it was very good. I mean, you can't really count out Candace Parker. I, I'm not going to. You, you'll never hear me say those words. Uh, I mean, they got Candace Parker, Emma Misamin, Allie Quigley, CVS, course, Kalia Copper, maybe. If she's not hurt, I saw something about her getting hurt in practice today, but we'll see. I'm not counting them out. So I'm going to say this one goes Chicago in three. Well, let's, so- let's turn to the expert. And, and hear what the expert has to say. Zach? <laughs> In my expert opinion, I think everything uh, Don said checks out. And uh, I'm just going to run some quick simulations here. And, uh, yep, coming up uh, on 538, 99.8% probability that he is correct. So I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and uh, just confirm. Kudos to Don. Kudos, Don Javis, for the correct call there. God, it must feel nice having an expert confirm your opinions. I, I'm, I feel very vindicated. I'm going to say Sky in three until I see her lose. So we got Sky coming out of that series. Uh, on the other side of the bracket there with the Sky and Liberty, we got Sun and Wings, Connecticut versus Dallas. This is, I think, the absolute easiest call. Real quick, John Quill Jones, we have not talked about it either. Highest net rating in the league. The Connecticut Sun have the highest net rating in the league. They won 93 to 68. They're going to win the second game. The Dallas Wings are 500. The Dallas Wings are the most like, I know that they finished six. I know they weren't like the last place team of playoff teams, but they are the most like, yeah, it's a 12 team league where eight teams make it team. I think in the playoffs this year, they're going to get absolutely crushed by Connecticut. Anyone got anything else on that? I mean, to, to, to be fair to the Wings, they did have a better record than the Liberty. They had a better so, record than Liberty. And again, they suffered some of the same injuries that crippled the Tulsa Shockers. So 
I understand their pain, certainly. Alicia Gray and Kayla Thornton are good. I mean, Kayla Thornton did not have a good game. That that is obvious. They could they could have a better game. I still don't, I don't think they'll win, but I don't think they're going to lose by thirty. I'm going to boldly go with Dallas because it's going to mirror our league. Don was four and five in the regular season and cruised, except for a difficult championship. I'm just going to call it Dallas. I'm wrong. That's an interesting take there, Brian, but I have a a slightly different one for you. The Connecticut Sun, you heard it here first, are going to win (laughs) their first WNBA championship this postseason. That's right. I guarantee it. They're going to win their first WNBA championship. Congratulations to future WNBA champions, the Connecticut Sun. That is a last name redact promise. Can can we at least acknowledge the fact that the Connecticut Sun, I believe, are the only professional team in all of North American sports to play in essentially not a city, not a town, but a casino? It is, it, it, it's very strange when you think about, oh, the Connecticut Suns, do they play in Hartford? Do they play in New Haven? Oh, no, they play in Uncasville, which is not actually a town. It is just a named area that is... Um, actually, Lincoln. it's a village in southeastern Montville at the mouth <laughs> of the Oxboxo River, right at the mouth of the Thames. And uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but the name is now applied more generally to all of the east end of Montville. And the zip code is... 06382. You could also visit the Connecticut... That's right. Well, it's certainly still the smallest town to have a professional team in all of North America. Like, I will, I will bet my hat on that. How much you like that hat? You know, I like this hat a lot, actually. I, I, I had to find it on, on Instagram because it's very good. Listen, Brian? it is a Yankees hat. Is that the same casino where we almost saw smashing pumpkins? <laughs> That's correct. Too quickly. That's I really funny. Much we like to avoid Connecticut in this family. Jesus. I understand, Brian, that you got Dallas, but we respect democracy here, and it sounds like the majority is saying Connecticut comes out of that series, if not much further. Uh, last of the opening series is we've got the Las Vegas Aces. I think we can definitely say that that is the official team of Remember That Guy. Las Vegas Aces avenging a three-point Game 5 loss to the Phoenix Mercury last season. That was a significantly stronger Phoenix Mercury team. Uh, I mean, their story is that don't have Brittany Griner. Don't think Tarasi is expected to be back in time for Game 2. So it's not like they're playing. They're, they're not playing top-level Phoenix Mercury. I don't think they have Diggins Smith either, I've, who carried me in fantasy. And they have a deep backcourt, but it, that's, that's huge. Well, for personal reasons, so we're not going to see her either. It's not something where we're enjoying their misfortune, but it does seem pretty clear that after a game 179 to 6-3 win, Aces are just going to take care of business in round two. I don't see Tarasi going out this way, though. Even though she's been mum on like retirement, a lot of people have expected it. I, can't, I think she's going to play another season because she's not going to want to not have been on the court. I just can't, I can't picture that from her. Do you think she like maybe only plays the second half of next year to kind of like conserve a little bit going into the playoffs to get one last playoff run? That's, cer- that's certainly possible. I mean, you you know, I, I have the same feelings about Albert Pujols if he has 698 home runs after the end of the season. I expect him to want to play a little bit more to get to 700. 
But I, with Tarasi, she's such a great competitor that I can't imagine her being happy or satisfied with my team was eliminated while I was out injured after a season where it was a lot of really stop start for her. And then also one of their best players is being unlawfully detained by a foreign nation. I can't, I can't, I can't imagine she would be set. She would be satisfied retiring that way. Oh, I completely expect DT to play until the wheels fall off. I, I don't see yeah. her retiring really anytime in the next two years. Honestly, I think she's going to play until she can't anymore. It's cr- it's funny to think about Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner, just because they are like maybe the first two female basketball players that I was aware of at all. Taurasi, just because she was, I think the first like big star of the WNBA that I can remember when I was like late middle school, early high school you know, over a decade ago. And Griner, because she's maybe the most, like, failed in terms of, like, other people failing her, the most failed, like, woman in America. I remember when she was playing for Baylor and the whole Don Imus thing, and they called that whole team nappy-headed hoes, and, like, people talking about, like, teachers that I had in high school, like, not understanding why that was a big deal. And her fucking Baylor coach not even saying anything. Kim Mulkey, like very clearly a giant piece of shit, not saying anything about her being over in Russia. The State Department not wanting to give up like fucking two-bit arms dealers to get her back. Like it's, sorry to get serious. That is a very serious thing. Absolutely, no, please. completely fucked that like she isn't, back yet and it's i i don't appreciate the narratives i see on like twitter and online of like people saying oh it's it's putin it's like there's nothing we can do yada 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 when she's been getting failed by everyone for a fucking over a decade and you know it doesn't take an expert in the wnba like me to like see that publicly and very pointedly for a long time so that really fucking sucks, but I hope she's she's back safe and sound sooner than later. But um, it's going to be someone else doing the work, not God Emperor um, John Biden, Joe Brandon. Dark Joe Brandon. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Credit to the Phoenix Mercury for keeping on the way they did without her and then without Diana Taurasi for a lot of it. They did this year reach the playoffs for the 10th straight time. That is the current active record. I think we all agree they probably come back next year with Diana Taurasi for at least one more, but the Aces come out of that series. Oh, yeah. What do we think about Aces Storm in a five-game set? Well, you already know where I stand on that. Aces. Aces. I think they're going away. Aces, baby. (laughs) We all love them. We do all love them. All right, dude. I mean, is that so? That's where the Sue Bird retirement tour ends. Do we let them end it in Seattle? Do we time it out and and like point shave so that Sue Bird can at least play her last game in front of the Seattle crowd? No, be brutal. No. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. Another brutal matchup. Sky Sun, the maybe most appropriately named matchup you could get in the playoffs. Sky versus Sun. Very apocalyptic thought. But who comes out on top? Who faces the aces in the finals between those That's two? That's just called August, baby. Sky <laughs> versus the sun. 
<laughs> Folks. In your expert opinion, Zach, who you got between those two? Is this thing on? <laughs> no, it's on. It's Is on. Is this thing on? Can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Okay. Uh, Sky Sun. Well, in my expert opinion, after crunching the numbers, talking to some... After- All right, well, I'm going to filibuster while the expert gets himself together. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with the sky in that one because I again I'm never going to go against Candace Parker, and she's been playing incredible this year. Even though I personally think the Liberty will beat the sky, if the sky were to win, I think the sky will then also beat the Suns. <laughs> I'm going with the vibes pick. I think the Suns win. The Sun wins rather. Uh, I'm going to say the Sun win because they are six and one against the spread in their last seven games overall. And I like those numbers. And that pick has been brought to you by our sponsor for today, FanDuel. Uh, with FanDuel, it's easy as pie. Need to take out a second mortgage on your house because you lost the first one uh, on your cell phone in a matter of minutes because you picked Tina Charles first overall. And. Uh, were drunk with confidence and thought centers were not going to be the kickers of uh, WNBA fantasy. That's fan Maybe kicker was harsh. Maybe the defense and special teams. Like, you do want to pick a little bit earlier, but still largely not game changers. And I think FanDuel legally has to pay you for that. That's right. I, I certainly hope so. FanDuel, I'm sure I've the next one will be the winner. Enough. It's about time they started paying me. Thank you, FanDuel. <laughs> And then we got Aces, Son. We all know where we stand with that. How many games does it take the Aces to win their first championship this year? Kelsey Plum triple-double in the first game. I, hey, I'm here for it. I don't know how Kelsey Plum's going to get 10 rebounds, but sure, I'm here for no, it. No, it's going to happen. And then Asia Wilson is just going to be Asia Wilson. So let's just say sweep. Ooh, I like that. Sweep. Let's go with the sweep. I like yeah. that. There's going to be two hits. There's going to be... The broom hitting the floor and Ba with the Ba by Kid Rock. (laughs) (laughs) And Becky Hammond will finally come away a champion and we will all be better off for it. Speaking of champions, there's one last thing, Don Javis, that I do want to share with you. Uh, Unfortunately, it couldn't arrive at your home in time, but every league has a trophy. And what I got for you, I'm about to show you the picture of it and I'll describe it to people in a moment. Just as the NFL has the Lombardi Trophy, Audio medium. Don Javis, you are now the proud owner of the Lamebeardy Trophy. It oh is a God. Coach Bill Lamebeer bobblehead mm-hmm. provided by a lovely individual in Michigan. And you will be the proud owner of this in just a couple of days when it is finally shipped to you. So congratulations on winning the Lamebeardy Trophy for the first time. I very much look forward to trying to get it back from you next year. Uh, wow, this is a huge honor. I am very happy to see this. I can't wait to replace it with a much better coach. So, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll treat it with care. I might even paint it gold. I mean, so you we'll could see. you could get your own Becky Hammond one and say it's the Lom Becky Award or something. I don't, don't know. Go crazy, but that is your trophy. Don't lose it. Don't lose it, John. I'm not going to lose it. I yeah, don't lose it. I take care of trophies, unlike some That's people. That's right. He won't, uh, he won't get another one. He doesn't buy a different trophy for 
each champion in his league. He only gets one, like a cheapskate, makes everyone ship it around. I am sorry that I think it's fun to pass around one shared object. We can the sisterhood of the traveling pants over here. I mean, you're saying that we're alluding to a trophy that definitely wasn't lost by Zach at any point, as he's repeated to me many times, which he did receive from another person and did not seem to mind receiving when I handed it off to him after losing <laughs> him in 2016 in the slightest. I didn't lose it. Yeah, no, I know you didn't. We, we have a golden scoop still, so we're fine. Yep. That's right. You know, objects. We don't need to covet things like that. We want to move past those material against things. The, against the Ten Commandments, no idols. No idols before me. No, and we don't want to offend God. Because Lord knows we've offended plenty of other people talking about Deshaun Watson several times. So before we do it again, it sounds We're like it's just about time for us to wrap up here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being on. It's been an absolute blast. Uh, but this whole season, I didn't know how Fantasy WMA was going to work out. It was a lot of fun on my end, even as I slowly lost in heartbreaking fashion over three weeks to Xavier. And I hopefully look forward to having you all back next year when we've got a feeder league of people we can all look down our noses at who, who haven't been onto it as long as we have. They weren't in the know that first year. We'll have that sense of superiority. I look forward to sharing that with you. A bunch of dumbasses who don't know anything about the WNBA. Yeah, we only allow experts <laughs> in this league. It is incredibly important that you have <laughs> I will say, seeing as this was the first uh, year of WNBA Fantasy, I thought it went pretty well. You know, my only real issues I had with the league were issues that I had with the WNBA in general. The scheduling sucks. Kathy Engelbert, you will pay for your crimes. It, but, you can play on a Monday. Like, it's not, the world's not going to end hard. if you have it's games on Mondays. Also, camp day is stupid. I get what you're trying to do, but it's dumb. Camp day is dumb. You shouldn't do it. Kathy, I know you can hear me. Stop this. Please, just get some help. I'll help you. Please. Hmm. Any other final notes, Brian and Zach, from you guys? I had, I had a great I had a great time. Not much more than that. I just had a blast. It was it was, it was good to, to get a foot into getting closer to really following the WNBA. I wanted to be my third sport. Really appreciate it's, you guys. It's a good summertime sport. I appreciate you too, Zach. I'm going to be honest. I don't know at this point if I could ever function in a fantasy league without you uh, as much as I like bellyache about it. It just wouldn't feel right. You just need that joie de vivre that I bring to the equation. You add a very specific spice of life, and I I could not live without it. It's like a little Deshaun Watson PK. (laughs) Just like a little touch. You don't want the full thing. Just a little essence. (laughs) And there we go, folks. I've been James. I am Asia Wilson enthusiast Don Javis. I'm Brian. I am not reminding you who I am. And I am the very special guest, Xavier. And as Diana Taurasi once said, don't be so humble. You're not that guy. Guys.